Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Still Positive. I'm your host, Dana Marie, and on this show, we talk to people who are dealing with chronic illness and or disabilities. How you doing? You doing all right? I am actually on my sixth day of prednisone, so it's ramping up, folks. It's ramping up. I would just say that prednisone is a special kind of friend where it lets you have a lot of energy at all times. I knew that I was on prednisone when at 11 o'clock last night, I wanted a fried chicken sandwich with pickles. So (laughs) that's literally where I'm at. So I hope that you're having a fried chicken sandwich with pickles right now, because that's exactly what I want. Um, Anyway, today I hope you listen in to a episode where I talk to Tiana. Tiana is from New Jersey and she's awesome. I love her everything. She's so powerful in the way that she talks about living with Crohn's, living with ostomy, living with rheumatoid arthritis. I think that as a mother, she is so strong in telling her sons about her experience, in sharing her story with us and with everyone, and with having such a great support system that she is able to lean on. And I think that I was really inspired by so many things about her sharing her story, but I was mostly taken away with the fact that she looks good when she goes to the hospital. I thought that that was so cool because I never look good when I go to the hospital because I feel like shit. And so I really wanted to highlight that a little bit and just share her positivity and her light because it's really a fun story. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode of Tiana Living With Crohn's Disease. Let's be real. People love to gloss over chronic conditions or disabilities with a fleeting comment like, just be positive, or a fleeting insult like, kale will cure you. This is a podcast for when you face a different reality, knowing that positivity isn't a magic wand that's going to cure everything, but a flashlight in the dark that we may or may not have batteries to. Living with a chronic illness or disability makes you feel different and your difference could be noticeable to others or not, but either can sometimes make you feel invisible. I'm here to tell you that your experience is valid and shared by others in the dark. Positivity is not the missing puzzle piece that's going to solve your life's puzzle, but it can be a beautiful tool that can help you grow and sharing those experiences can make us grow together. Thank you so much again for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. If you want, could you just tell us a little bit about like your chronic illnesses and what you live with on the day-to-day? Um, well, my name is Tiana, and I've been having Crohn's disease now for 20 years. And I also have RA, which is rheumatoid arthritis. And I'm also an ostomy. I have an ostomy, a colostomy. Okay. So with Crohn's for 20 years, that's intense. So how old were you when you first diagnosed? I got diagnosed when I was about 13 years old. However, I've been having symptoms since I was 10. So I wasn't officially diagnosed till I was 13. 
Wow. And so like when you're 10, you're like telling your parents like you have these sort of issues, but they, are they acknowledging what you're going through or are they just sort of like, you're fine, whatever, you know? Yeah. My mom always acknowledged um, my symptoms always. Like I'm so thankful for her for fighting so hard for my health. Cause if it wasn't for her, I probably would have never got diagnosed because surprisingly it was the doctors who were kind of dismissive to my symptoms. And a lot of it had to do with my age, you know, you're coming in at 10 years old, 11, 12. That's a very, um, I guess you could say sensitive years of your life because your body is changing already in, you know, many ways. So the doctors just assumed that it was just a part of my growth or they would say I had a stomach virus or, you know, she's just growing. So her body's going to go through these changes. And I mean, from 10 years old to getting diagnosed at 13, that's three years that I was like, sick like really sick and just trying to have someone just give me an answer because I knew something was wrong right and what sort of like symptoms were you feeling to know like something is wrong with me um for me I was having a lot of a lot a lot of diarrhea and I couldn't keep anything down I was always nauseous like always nauseous I couldn't eat um my joints were really achy but the first symptom I started having was a lot of diarrhea and that's why it was so hard to diagnose because I would go to the emergency room and they would just be like, oh, she has a stomach virus, you know, send me home. And I'm like, no one has stomach viruses for three years. Like something's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> something's wrong. Right. And so these um, like flare ups and stuff like that, would it be because of something you ate or it would just be constant? Like no matter what, you were always just like having diarrhea and just like not feeling not like not nauseous all the time. Yeah. In the beginning, it was just like just diarrhea and stomach pain with everything. Um, I know a lot of people say when you get diagnosed with IBD, like Crohn's or colitis, they say, well, change your diet. You know, maybe you'll see a difference. But for me, I was actually a vegetarian since I was 10 years old. I was always very conscious about, you know, what I put in my body. I was an athlete, so I was always very active. Like, it, okay, it just froze for a second. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you were an athlete, and you were healthy, and you were doing all these great things, and you were so young. So, like, when you went to the doctor initially, who was the one to basically say, like, okay, something might be actually wrong here. Let's take another look. Wow. So I remember like, I remember like it was yesterday. So I was going from hospital to hospital, like I said, getting the same answers. And I finally, it wasn't me. Let me not say me. My mother actually finally found this doctor who was like, you know, we're going to find out what's going on with her. And she put me in the hospital. I remember it was about a week total. And I finally found a doctor who gave me, you know, scans, MRIs, and also a colonoscopy. And when they did that, it was like, okay, we found the answer to what's wrong with you. So it took them to actually admit me and just run a whole bunch of tests on me for me to finally be diagnosed. Like I found that one doctor who just was like, you know what, I'm, this is not fair. You deserve to find an answer. And I was so thankful. I'm still so thankful. Yeah. Because especially like being so young, I felt like a lot of the times when I was in a hospital room or a doctor's office by myself, like thankfully you had your mom with you to like support. And like, I feel like doctors just automatically start talking to like the oldest person in the room. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they do. Like, hello, I'm the patient. (laughs) Yes, I get it. I definitely get it. 
There was you one know? time I, they would be talking to me and they like were like, oh yeah, whatever. Like we're going to do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And then my parent or my sister came in the room and they're like, so we found this and this is the explanation as to why. And I was like, where was this five minutes? <laughs> because like. I definitely understand. Yes. So I'm I so glad your mom it. was there. That's great. Yes. I'm very thankful that she was. I was super young. So I know I couldn't have did it without her because. I just was like, what is going on? And even when they came in and they said Crohn's, at that time, I had never heard of Crohn's before, you know? Right. And I'm like, what is this? So it just started our journey on just trying to figure out exactly what it was and, you know, what we could do about it. And then, you know, that's when I found out also that there wasn't a cure for it, but they had, you know, different treatment options for us to try. So it's been a journey. It's definitely been a journey. Yeah. So there's no cure for Crohn's or anything. And so the treatments are basically just to make you feel the best that you can, but there's yeah. no, like, this is never going to happen again. Like you just have yeah. to, and how do the treatments make you feel? Like, do they have any other side effects or anything like that? Um, the treatments for me personally, the medicines I've been over the years, like they create the symptoms of their own, honestly, like, and that's just me being honest. They would kind of fix, you know, one problem, but then I might start seeing, you know, problems in another area. And it just was all about just trying to minimize my symptoms. That's basically what the treatments were for, for. But on top of that, of course, I've, you know, continued to live a healthy lifestyle, trying to eat the best way I can, trying to stay active on top of, you know, the treatment options that I had. Right. Are you on treatments now? Um, yes, I'm actually in a very confusing situation with my treatments, but I am on um, a biologic right now. Well, I just got taken off of a biologic and I'll be starting a new one. So what's a biologic? Um, a biologic is like, well, it's, it's different kind of treatments. Some of them are needles, some of them are infusions, but it's like a stronger type of treatments from my understanding. Like I've been on all the pill medications for Crohn's and it didn't, you know, allow me to reach remission. So biologic is kind of going to that next step when you don't get relief from the pill versions of treatment. Okay. Okay. So it can be IV or it can be shot. Yeah. You get to take the shot yourself? Um, well, I did the ones where I get infusions every four weeks, but the new one I'm starting, I'm not sure if it's a shot or not. I know I don't have to get the infusions every four weeks, but I have been on treatments that it was a shot before though. I've been on all of them. So <laughs> I'm hoping that this one works because I've been on all of them. Yeah. 20 years, dude. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. But at least like, have you felt that it's make made you like so aware of your body and like what's going on with it at all times? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like now I pay attention to how my body reacts to every type of food, to how my body reacts to not getting any sleep. Mm -hmm. I just pay attention to everything because when you have a chronic illness or especially an autoimmune disease, everything in your life kind of affects your body, you know, your mood, your emotions. I've noticed that when I stress, I often end up, you know, being in the flare. So I have to be mindful of everything in my life now because it affects my health. It does. Yeah. And so it's good that you're aware of that. I wish that it was so much easier to like avoid stress because I try so hard to like, me too, you know, do everything I can, but it's just inevitable. Like there's just no way that you can not stress about stuff or things like just come up and you have Mm -hmm. to like navigate them. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and here it is again. (laughs) It's a part of life. But you know, over the years I found uh, I'm not perfect at it. 
by far, I'm not perfect at it, but I've just kind of learned how to handle stress more because as you said, I realized that it's not going away. Like we're going to stress, mm-hmm. you know? So I just try to do certain things to try to minimize the effect that it has on me emotionally, mentally, and especially physically. So you just got to try to minimize it because it's going, stress is going to come. That's yeah. going to come. Yeah, absolutely. But you have like a really great support system with your family and everything, right? Yeah, I have an amazing support system with my family and my friends. My friends are like family. I'm, oh my gosh, I wouldn't be able to get through, especially flares without them. That support makes a big difference on your healing journey when you have an illness. It, it definitely makes a different difference. Yeah. So just know that you're not there by yourself, you know, that you're not mm-hmm. in it by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And what do they, how do they support you when you're like going through a really bad flare up or something? Um, I got support from every kind of way you can think of. Uh, I have my children's grandparents who, when I have to be in the hospital, they, they'll watch my kids, you know, I'm grateful for that. I have my friends that if I need my kids to go to basketball practice while I'm in the hospital, they'll help me out with that or bring my kids up to the hospital so I can help them with their homework pre-COVID, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I have, my support system is is amazing just from different different avenues. And then I have the one, you know, the friends that when I'm going through a flare and I'm just frustrated, I just want to cry out and just have that moment to just, you know, get everything off my chest. I have a friend that I can call and get all that off my chest. So I'm just grateful for my support from all around. Oh, that's amazing. From every area. Yeah. It's so important because it is so many people just like don't understand what's going on. So to have people that are there for you and to like lean on and these times, so important. I agree. Do you feel like you don't even have to ask them? They just like are there. They're just like ready to jump in at any point. I do now. Um, Mind you, this is 20 years I've had Crohn's now. So we've had ups and downs. But you know what I've learned is that I had to kind of start being more open about what I'm going through and what I'm feeling when I'm having those flares or I'm having those hard times with my disease. And I had to talk to myself like, Tiana, people can't support you or help. I have to be on, you know, open with them and tell them, hey, I need help with this or I'm not feeling well today. Could you help me with this? Just start being more direct and not ashamed about what I'm going through. Yes. Yes. It's so hard. I'll catch myself now. And it's I've been doing this. um, I've been living with lymphoma for eight years and only now, like I'm like experiencing flare ups and. I am catching myself. I'm like carrying all these things to the car. They're like so heavy. And I'm like walking with them. And I'm like, I can do it. And I'm like, Dana, what are you doing? Stop what you're doing. Like, it's okay to ask for help. Right. It's, okay. it's so hard. It's so ingrained to just like feel like you can do it all, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you feel like that, like as a mom, like how do you feel talking to your kids about it? And like, what is their perception? And like, how do you navigate that? Um, I, I say this all the time, which some people don't necessarily agree with this tactic that I use as far as parenting with a chronic illness, but I'm very, very open with my children. Um, my sons are 11 and eight. And you can ask them anything about Crohn's disease or an ostomy, and they will be able to tell you. They know my what med- medicines I'm allergic to. They know how to cut, you know, my ostomy bag and put my wafer on. Like I'm so open with them about what's going on with me. So 
it's kind of easy for those days when I'm not feeling well for me to say, hey, mommy's having, you know, a bad day today. We'll go outside tomorrow. How about we just watch a movie or you can go play your video games? You know, they understand so that when I have to be in a hospital for a couple of days, it doesn't hit them hard every time because they know that mommy's going to be okay. She's going to go in, get some medicines to make her feel better, and she's going to come home. So I have, you know, those days where I'm not feeling well, but by me being open with my children, it makes it a lot easier to be a, a, you know, a chronic illness mother. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. And that's probably so helpful for them too, to understand like what it is that you're going through a little bit and not have it be like, something's up with mom. I don't know what the deal is and like stepping on Mm -hmm. eggshells, you know? So that's really, I think that's great that you have that connection. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You don't want the kitties to worry. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, So tell me about being an ostomate. Um, I have an ostomy. Uh, I have a colostomy. And how can I explain it? Um, it feels different now than it did when I first got my ostomy surgery. Now, I've been in ostomy for about 13 years now. So I've had a colostomy for 13 years. That's a very long time. And in the beginning, I'm, I was not where I'm at now. Now it feels liberating. I'm proud. You know, I posted all over social media with my bag showing and these are things I would have never done years ago, but it took me a very long time to finally be confident in that change of my body. You know, that's a very touchy subject because people don't talk about things that involve your digestive tract or your digestive system. So having a colostomy, it feels uh, liberating now, I would say. just I'm just proud because I know that I was strong enough to go through that and come out on the other side. and. I'm just grateful that my ostomy really did save my life. It really did save my life. So it's essentially like an, a bag that helps you to digest or move your bowels or something like that? So a colostomy is um, on our stomach. We have uh, a thing called a wafer in a bag, an ostomy bag. So instead of our waist coming out, our bottoms, like, you know, quote unquote, normal people, our waste comes out um, of our stomach area through our intestines. So it comes out through our stomach area into a bag. And then we change that bag of waste. It's just um, our digestive system just goes a little bit different than your normal way. So we just don't go to the bathroom the way that everyone else does. We have our waste come in a bag. Okay, nice. And yeah. that's um, that's been better for your like Crohn's disease in general? It helps you mm-hmm. to like clear out your body basically. Yeah. It's been way more helpful than when I didn't have it. Of course, now I still have flares and things, but my life was way worse before I had it. So I'm definitely grateful for it. Even though I got it in an emergency surgery, I didn't want to get it at all. But when I woke up and I saw it, of course I was angry at first, but as the years have gone on, I know that it saved my life. So I have to be thankful for it. That's amazing. Yeah. Was there like a a breaking point in which what was the thing that got you to have to have this surgery? Um, so if you ever talk to anybody with Crohn's disease, most likely they're going to tell you like, Hey, the one thing I never want to end up with is the bag. Like that's just something when you get diagnosed with Crohn's, you pray you stay healthy enough that you never have to get a anostomy. So all of these years that I've had a Crohn's, I never wanted a bag because it's very life-changing, but 
the breaking point was I just wasn't getting better. And I just kept getting worse and worse. And at the time when I had my ostomy, like I said, it was emergency surgery, but I had already been in the hospital for three months and I just was getting sicker and sicker. And um, on Christmas Eve is when I had my ostomy surgery. I was just about to go home after three months and I started having a, oh my gosh, excruciating like abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. So long story short, um, I had a really, really bad bowel obstruction that almost killed me. And I ended up in the OR on Christmas Eve, 2007, when I was supposed to be going home after three months, mm-hmm. I ended up in the OR and during my ostomy surgery, I went flatline and all. And my doctor still to this day called me a Christmas miracle because it's, I'm really thankful that I'm still here today through that surgery. And I woke up and my stomach was split open and I saw the bag. And at this time I was like 19 or something. So I'm, I'm young. So I'm just thinking about all types of things. Like, you know, how am I going to live with this bag? Is anybody going to want to be my friend? Like, how am I going to do it? I never wanted the bag, but it saved my life. So I have to always be thankful for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is a Christmas miracle. Really? It is. It's my Chris, definitely my Christmas miracle. Yeah. And especially when you're like at that line where you're like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. going to go home. I was excited. I was so excited. So excited. After three months, mm-hmm. I had had my, uh, my, uh, tube taken out and my fallop- my fallopian tube and my ovary taken out all within this three months. So it was a lot going on. Wow. And then, you know, that happened, but I know everything happens for a reason. And I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't have my ostomy. So I'm just grateful. Wow. That's amazing. And I think that it's so empowering too, that you're telling people about this and being so open about it, because like you said, a lot of people have this stigma against certain um, aspects of being chronically ill, like getting a bag or getting a port or getting like all of these things that are there to help you. But it's just like something that I think for me was like, this signifies that I'm sick and it was bothersome to me, but mm-hmm. it's saving my veins. Like my port saves my veins. So I don't have to get chemo through my veins because like it could be really bad and you could have to like get your arm amputated if it's because like I'm on chemo for like eight years now. So like it could be really bad for my veins. And so having it through my port is saving my veins, which is really mm-hmm. important. And for you, it's saving your life, which is way more important, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I have a port as well and I love it. So I definitely understand yeah. it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And sometimes it acts up, but other times it's- Yeah, sometimes I don't get blood return, but other than that, I love it. Yeah, I could live with that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Oh, that's great. So where is it the level that you're at that um, you sort of say to yourself, like, I need to go to the hospital or I need to do something differently because I'm at this pain level and I need to back off? Um, hmm. So it definitely has changed over the years. In the beginning, I was very, very hard-headed when it came to my illness. I was very hard-headed. So I would be in excruciating pain and I'm like, I'm not going to the hospital because I know they're going to admit me. I don't want to stay there. And I would just keep getting sicker and sicker because I was not listening to my body. I was very hard headed now, especially because of me having bowel obstruction and things like that in the past. I, I listen to my body. I don't wait till I get to that point where I just can't take it anymore. So when I get up to about a seven, I'm just like, okay, I might have to be hit in the hospital. You know, I kind of, I usually can tell. So about a seven is where it's like, I don't want to wait till it gets worse 
and then I go in and things are horrible and I end up having to get surgery or something. So at about a seven pain level is when I'm saying I'm going to the hospital. Nice. Yeah. And are there any things that you do at home that are sort of like your remedies or go-tos for when you are experiencing flare-ups? Definitely. So I do as much as I can at home before I say, hey, I'm going to go to the hospital. So by the time I go to the hospital, I had tried everything that I could to stay at home and handle my symptoms. So because I have Crohn's disease and it deals with my digestive system, when I'm starting to kind of have stomach pain or diarrhea or nauseous, I'll put myself on a clear liquid diet. So I won't eat any solid foods. And usually that'll, you know, fix things up. Like I'll stay on that for maybe a week total and I'll start to see my, my symptoms diminish. Now, when I do that and my symptoms don't diminish, then I'm like, okay, I have to go to the hospital because I did everything that I could to handle it at home, you know? So, so that's clear, basically what I do. Clear liquid diet. So is it just like water and how do you get the nutrients though? You know, that's the thing. Like you can't do it for too long because then after that, I'll end up having to go to the hospital to get, you know, the nutrients and things because you can only stay on a clear liquid for so long. Like, you know, especially if you're not doing it the healthy way, because most of the time I'm just drinking like water or I'll try to do jello or like broths and things like that. But when my Crohn's is really acting up, I can't even keep down water. So that's when I have to tell myself, like, I have to go to the hospital because if I can't keep down water, I definitely don't need to stay home. Right, right. Like, give me the saline. Of IV. Yeah, <laughs> give me the IV and the, all the nutrients, the good stuff. Yeah. There's been many a time in my bed. I'm like, I just need saline. So like, yes. Oh my gosh, give me a bag of fluids. And I'll be fine. I promise. <laughs> totally. I get it. And so I love your posts about looking good when you go into the hospital. And from now on, I am following that because yes, so many times where I'm in the hospital and like you feel like sh- you feel awful. And so like yes. you obviously for me, I was not thinking about doing anything with how I look. I had like gross nails and like my <laughs> eyebrows are a mess and like I hadn't got my hair, you know, everything. And I'm just like looking at this person in the mirror, like, I don't even know who you are, like well, get away <laughs> from me. But like seeing your posts and saying like, I get my eyebrows done and like, I look good. And I'm so, yes, I want yes. that. You should, you know, who wants to like feel like crap and look like crap? Like I just, it's not, it's not for me. Like that's just one of my things that helps me. Like as long as I don't just give into how I'm feeling, then it helps me just mentally and emotionally get through, you know, that physical pain in my life dealing with my disease. So I'm like, no, I cannot look a mess and feel a mess. That's just my little thing, you know? If nothing, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to put some moisturizer in my hair and my eyebrows are going to be done. That's for sure. <laughs> nothing is going to be done. My eyebrows are going to be done. I'll be in the hospital and my doctor will be like, can I come in? Are your eyebrows done? I'm like, all right, you can come in. <laughs> like they crack up every time because they know I'm going to have some moisturizer and a brush with me. I keep it in my purse just in case I have to go to the hospital because that's just my little pick me up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it because I have experienced the other side and it's not great. <laughs> me too. I have too. Where I don't even want visitors. I'm like, uh, yeah, not this time. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> call me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't FaceTime. Just call. <laughs> yes. No FaceTime. 
<laughs> so I think that's so important. And I think that a lot of people will also respond to that. And so you are a life coach as well, right? You help yes. people. And how do you feel that your illness has impacted your work with other people? Um, honestly, my illness is one of the reasons that kind of led me to wanting to be a certified life coach. Um, when I first had did the program, it was me just realizing that my story could be of help to someone else. I kept, I was helping a lot of people like on the side, I was mentoring a lot of people with chronic illnesses. And, you know, you never think of just the way that you live your life to be helpful to someone else. And I just realized that everything that I've been through over these 20 years of living with a chronic illness, it doesn't need to be in vain. I had to put some purpose behind it. And for me, that was helping others. So as a certified life coach, I've helped, um, I've helped people with chronic illnesses just kind of get through it. Some of them are newly diagnosed and, you know, I kind of just help them navigate, you know, going through that, that journey because I didn't have anybody when I got diagnosed to kind of tell me, Hey, you know, one day you're going to feel liberated. You're going to feel beautiful with all your scars and you're going to get through this. I didn't have that. So I spent a majority of my time, honestly, in the beginning, dealing with chronic illness, just dealing with the emotional and mental part of it, because no one told me that it was going to affect me that way. I was just concerned about the physical symptoms like the diarrhea, the pain, the not being able to eat, having to be on feeding tubes, but the emotional part, no one prepared me. So I just want other chronic illness warriors, warriors to not have to, you know, feel like they're going through it alone. Just kind of guide them and whatever, you know, questions and stuff they have or just help them get through the journey because everyone needs help. Yeah. And so 20 years, I just don't want to feel like the 20 years was for nothing with going through all these things with my health. I just want to put purpose behind it. Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. And I think that since you did go through it so young, you have such a a different perspective on it that you can really share. And Definitely. what were some of the like mental, like you're talking about mental side effects that you experienced while going through Crohn's? Um, well, I still to this day have anxiety. Um, anxiety and depression are two of the ones that come into mind right away, of course, I've dealt with over the years because when you're physically sick, I'm sure you can relate, you know, your body goes through changes. Sometimes, you know, you may look vibrant. Sometimes, sometimes you may not. I've dealt with weight gain, weight loss, hair loss, and skin issues, just things that people could physically see. So of course, emotionally and mentally, that's going to do something to your self-esteem. And it's just like, you know, there was depression that came with it because I didn't know how to handle those things at that time. And I had no clue that Crohn's would affect me in so many different ways besides just being sick. Right. So I think it's important that we stress to, you have to take care of your mental and emotional health as well as your physical health. It's so important. Yeah. So when you have, um, when you find yourself in a depressive episode or you're in a panic attack or something like that, or experiencing anxiety, do you feel like you sit in it for a little bit longer than you may have previously or do you still sort of like take it in strides like how do you go about it um honestly now I don't sit in it I kind of do the opposite I guess you say I do the opposite now I don't sit in it as soon as I kind of feel it coming on I try to do things to kind of get me get me out of that funk because for me personally I know that when I'm feeling depressed or down once again, my physical symptoms are starting to catch up to that. You know, my body reacts so much to how I'm feeling. So 
when I start feeling just down, I just kind of catch it and try to do things that make me feel vibrant and happy. So I don't sink down into that, you know, that hole. Nice. What sort of things do you do like to keep yourself? Um, I, I like running and jogging, walking outside. I love being by the waterfront. I meditate every morning and every night. Those are really important to me. That kind of what keeps me balanced. That's my self-care. <laughs> and running, like, is there any issues with running and having Crohn's or does it actually make it feel better? Um, no, I, I run on the days that I, I can. Now, the days I can't run, I'll walk because I just love being outside. But I also have RA. So my joints, of course, you know, bother me sometimes. But some days I like to just push myself, even when I'm having that pain in my joints. I'll still just go running just to kind of push myself. So if I can't run, I walk, but I just love being outside. That's therapeutic for me. Nice. Yeah. I love being outside too. I try to go on hikes as much as I can. Yes. Hiking is cool. So nice. Um, so for rheumatoid, arthrit- rheumatoid arthritis, is that how you say it? Yeah. I always, this is just a tongue twister for me too. So it's okay. <laughs> but you can just say RA. Okay. For RA, do you have it in all of your joints or is it a specific area? So that's funny that you asked that because my doctor literally just was asking me about that just in my appointment yesterday. But mine specifically now is just my knees. Um, my knees is, my knees are kind of the focal point of my RA, I would say. Okay. And is there anything that you can do for that? Or is it just like, uh, take some Tylenol or something like that? Um, well for RA, the biologic medicines that I was talking about earlier for RA and Crohn's, a lot of the medications are the same. So my biologic that I take for Crohn's is also a medication that they use for RA. So it's supposed to kill two birds in one stone. Okay. That's nice. And then so that's my treatment have, situation for that. Nice. And then you don't have to have like a cocktail of different things. So that's yeah. Better. So I don't have to be one more thing I have to take. So that's one less thing I have to take. I love it. Nice. Okay, great. Uh, so what would you give any advice for any newly diagnosed Crohn patients? I would say to just make sure that you love yourself and to know that you're not in this alone. I think a lot of people, when you're newly diagnosed, you just feel like no one else knows what you're going through. And I used to feel like that, but now I know that there's a lot of people out there who know exactly what you're going through and to connect with other people who are in the same situation as you surround yourself with other chronic illness warriors. Cause in my opinion, no one can really help you get through things like someone who knows exactly what you're going through. I've learned that in the online community is a great place to start. If you're newly diagnosed, you'll find a just group of people who are just so warming and welcoming. Like online has been the best thing for me as far as dealing with my chronic illness. So if you're newly diagnosed, I would say connect with other people, as I said before, that are going through what you're going through. And just know that you're beautiful and you're strong and that you may not feel like it now, but you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it and you're going to live beyond it. And you're still going to be amazing, chronic illness or not. That's great. Yeah. Are there any people that you follow that you've really like connected with or have really inspired you in this way? Oh my gosh. I have a lot of, I don't even want to say no names because someone (laughs) might get mad. I forgot to say theirs, but I have like legit friends that I've met online through the chronic illness community. Like even the fact that we're able to connect like this is amazing. You meet so many people who you never know that you posting 
you know, your life you can connect with. You know, it could be a caption or a picture and someone be like, oh my gosh, you really inspired me. And I have so many friends, so many internet friends that I can't wait to meet hopefully in person one day, but a few of them I have met in person actually, but there's so many, I don't want to say any names and they'd be like, you didn't say mine. So (laughs) there's, there's a few, there's, there's a, a lot of them I would say. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I feel the same way, just like growing through different hashtags. I, I've found so many different people that I was just searching for myself. You know, I was just looking for like, what does this look like? How do people react to this? And it was just so helpful to see like, you're right. Like we're not alone in this Mm -hmm. and we're all going through this together. And even though it feels very isolating, it's just like, we're all in it together. We are. That's important to just reiterate. We're, We're all in it together. You're definitely not alone. Yeah. Do you find that you can still be positive uh, at the times where you feel like you might be losing hope? Do you find there there's still positivity for you? Um, definitely. Where I'm at in my life now, definitely. Like I'm, I'm saying this because in 20 years of having Crohn's, I know that whoever may be listening to this, they may be at a different point of their journey. So they may not be at where I'm at now because I was once that person where I wasn't positive. I just felt like having this illness that my life was over. I thought that I would never be able to be normal again, whatever that is, or experience certain things. But along my journey where I'm at now, I see the positive in everything. Um, I actually have a platform on social media that's called MAP Movement, and it stands for motivating and promoting positivity. And it's just a platform where positivity is the foundation for all chronic illness warriors that I want them to know that they can live beyond their illness. So I see the positive in everything, even when I'm in excruciating pain. I just think to myself that I know that this is going to be over soon. I know that I'm not always going to feel like this. You know, the pain will go away. But where I'm at in life now, I can do that. Like, I just am positive about everything. I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) I know, because you're going through these things that regular people will not experience in their lifetime and will never really relate to. And they find negativity still in their lives. And you're going through this thing Uh where you're positive. And that's just the best part because, you know, you can see another side to things. And I think that that's so inspirational. And I really thank you for doing that, you know. You're welcome. Well, you know, us with chronic illnesses or any type of illnesses, illnesses, we notice that we don't complain about little things. Like when I have people around me that are negative or complain about things, I'm like, I wish I had the problems you had, you know, like I don't allow people around me that have that type of energy because what I'm going through, if I can go through it and not complain or still be positive, then I'm going to need you to be positive as well. So I make sure that the people around me have that same energy. I agree. Have you found that you've sort of like separated yourself from different relationships because of that? Or have you found that, I know that you found new relationships, but have you found that people that you thought you were close with have separated from you because of your chronic illness? I've never had to separate myself from any friends or anyone in my life. They did it themselves. When I started being open about my disease with Crohn's and having an ostomy, I kind of started seeing who was for me, who needed to be in my life because for years, none of my friends knew that I had Crohn's or an ostomy. I always hid it because I was worried about what they would think. And I would just say that the people that were supposed to leave my life, they left. And the ones that are still here, 
I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for it. I have an amazing group of friends and amazing family. And I know that they're supposed to be here because they've been through all the hard times and the dark times where other people have left. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I've had that too. And I think that it's sadly part of the journey of chronic illness. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. are affected by things in different ways. And a lot of people can't, you know, have that relationship anymore for their own reasons, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, I know that I myself took it on like myself. I was like, it's my fault, whatever. And it was just like weighing on me. So hearing that you also had this experience and I've, I've known other people that have this experience that, you know, it's just sort of part of the process and, you know, you're right. Those people aren't meant to be in your life. And it's really great that you like can share that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else that you want to promote or talk about, about Crohn's or your RA or anything about chronic illness? Oh. No, I think you pretty much covered it all. I just, if anything, I would want to say is just all the chronic illness warriors out there to know that you're beautiful and that you're amazing and that you can get through this. It's not called a journey for no reason. You're going to have ups and downs, different emotions, but just know that you have a community out there that supports you, that's with you and that loves you. You know, we're our own little community and we have to be there for each other sometimes because like, as we said, other people, friends and family, they may not understand exactly what we're going through, but those of us in this chronic illness community, we can relate to each other. And I think we need to use that to our benefit. So just know that you're amazing and that you can live beyond chronic illness. Thank you. That's amazing. You're very welcome. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. To all of that. Thank you again to Tiana so much for coming on and talking to us about living 20 years with Crohn's, also with rheumatoid arthritis and being an ostmate, something that I clearly had no idea what it was until I was talking to her. So I appreciate you explaining that. You know, I I want to do this podcast because I want to also learn about other chronic illnesses. So apologies if I sounded like a complete moron for not understanding what an ostomate is, but I'm so glad that she took the time to explain it to me because I didn't know what it was and maybe other people don't know what it is. So thank you again. And I really appreciate the fact that she took 20 years of going through this illness and then transformed it into a life coaching service where she reaches out and helps people to go through these experiences that she's had and is continuing to have and balancing the physical, mental, and emotional roller coaster that chronic illness is. And while having a family, you know, and while having a great support system. But other than that, she's just, her light is so strong. And I think that it's really inspiring to see that she's sharing these experiences that at one point she was not positive about. And I think that that's really important to come back to is that yes every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows but every day there is going to be fried chicken sandwiches and pickles so that's something to look forward to eventually you know it's going to happen something is going to come your way where it's going to spark you into the right movement and moment again and this community is what I come back to to get that fried chicken sandwich so clearly that's all i can think about i might go make one i'm just saying i did get an air fryer for christmas so anyway 
tune in with us next week. Click in with us next week. Just come back. There'll be another episode next week where you can listen in to another beautiful soul talking about living with chronic illness and or disabilities. All right. Thanks again, guys. Stay safe.